0: Welcome to the Dr. Wyatt Show podcast, For developing a long-lasting, happy relationship is the status symbol to achieve, and following my six marriage steps is a path to help get you there. I'm your host, Dr. Wyatt Fisher, a licensed psychologist specializing in marriage counseling. Had a new review come in, and I always love getting new reviews, so I'm going to share it with you. The person said, recently I found the Dr. Wyatt Show, and I'm seriously addicted and can't get enough. I've listened to many podcasts, books on Audible from those considered the best, and Dr. Wyatt has quickly become my favorite. I highly recommend for anyone in a relationship, whether in a good season or bad. Thank you, Dr. Wyatt. I feel lucky to have found you. Thank you. It's so rewarding to get reviews like that. So if you're listening to this, thank you so much for taking the time to leave that review. When I get a review, it tells me the podcast is working. It's helping, it's making an impact. So if you haven't already left a review at the end of the episode today, please take a moment to do so. Today I'm gonna talk about three goals of relationships. What type of relationship goals should we have? It's important to have goals in all areas of life because goals keep us focused, goals help us stay motivated, goals help us feel like we're making progress. But a lot of times in marriage, over time, we fall asleep. And we forget what the goals are and so we're aimless we're directionless and just like in life when you have no goals you don't go anywhere so today i'm going to review the top three relationship goals to consider the first one is companionship we are wired to be in relationship especially with a romantic partner eric erickson was a psychosocial psychologist and he said there was eight stages of development over the lifespan And one of those stages from around age 20 to around age 40 was finding a life partner. And he called it intimacy versus isolation, meaning if you find a life partner, you'll develop a sense of intimacy. But if you don't, you'll develop a sense of isolation. And he found that pattern across cultures all over the world. So it just shows that we are hardwired for connection. We're hardwired for community and we're hardwired for intimacy. With a romantic partner long term. And so the first goal of marriage, the first relationship goal, is companionship. And when I say the word companionship, I'm referring to being shoulder to shoulder doing life together. So whether that's raising kids together, or that's managing the money together, or maybe that's cooking dinner together, or maybe it's playing sports. You know, one thing my wife and I like to do is play tennis. I try to practice what I preach, and so my wife and I have two dates a week. They're Mondays and Thursdays for about two and a half hours each, and one thing we just did recently is we played tennis, and it was just fun, and these mini dates we've been doing them for a while, they have allowed us to nurture more common shared interests so that we can feel more like companions. And my wife was just out of town recently for about seven or eight days. And I remember feeling after a while, I missed the companionship, the sense of we the sense of togetherness, because we're wired for that. And so the question mark is, how much of a companionship do you have with your partner? If you're not careful, you're going to feel like two ships passing in the night because the natural drift for a lot of couples is to do more and more things separate the longer they're together. And so the ratio I always recommend for couples is around one-third to two-thirds. One-third, it's okay to do activities apart. And I'm referring to hobbies, extracurricular type of activities. But two-thirds of your hobbies, you want to be intentional that you're nurturing things you both like. And you see this problem a lot in relationships where couple's together for 10, 15, 25 years, and they don't have anything in common. And one of the reasons is because they have not been intentional with nurturing shared interest, shared hobbies, shared activities. When you do things together as a couple, it bonds you together and it makes you have a sense of companionship. Number two, the second relationship goal that you want to consider and master is meeting one another's needs. We can't meet needs in isolation we're wired in a way where only other people and a partner can meet our needs some common needs may be affection or emotional intimacy or quality time or sexual contact all of us have needs and these are the fillers that i talk about and i promote my app keep the glow to help couples meet each other's needs because this is a core way to stay happy in our relationships is we learn to sensitively and consistently meet our partner's needs so the question mark is how well are you meeting your partner's needs how well are they meeting your needs and this relates to the concept of attachment so attachment theory is a big theory in the field of psychology a lot of people talk about attachment a lot of times it applies to children and if a parent is sensitively and consistently meeting the needs of their child, they'll develop a secure attachment together. However, if they miss the signals of their child or they don't meet those needs of their child, they'll develop an insecure attachment. And when there's an insecure attachment, there's a feeling of mistrust in the parent-child relationship. The same dynamic applies to marriage and long-term committed relationships. If you're sensitively and consistently tuning into your partner and meeting their needs and they're doing the same for you, it's gonna develop a sense of trust. You're gonna feel safe in your relationship and vice versa. If your partner's not tuning into your signals and your needs and meeting those needs sensitively and consistently, and if you're not doing the same for them, it's going to lead to a sense of distrust in your relationship you're both not going to feel safe and so meeting needs is the second most important relationship goal it's a matter of how well are you doing that in your relationship so try to focus this week on your partner's needs ask them what are your needs these are their fillers and then ask them, how well are you meeting those needs sensitively and consistently? None of us are perfect. None of us meet our partner's needs exactly the best way we can at all times. But it's a growth area for a lot of us. Is tuning into our partner, watching their signals, and then responding to their needs. Just the same dynamic you would with a baby or with a child. You tune into a child's needs, you watch their signals, and then you meet those needs the same principle applies to marriage the third relationship goal to consider for your relationship is it's to make you better no other relationship highlights your growth areas your blind spots the things that you need to work on like marriage does because when you're in a long-term committed relationship you're gonna have problems you're gonna have resentments you're gonna have conflict and those types of patterns that are going to pop up reflect your growth areas, reflect how you need to improve, reflect how you need to work on things to become a better version of yourself. So imagine a woodworker. They start off with a block of wood and then over time they take a chisel and they chisel at that wood to make a beautiful sculpture. They chisel away here, they chisel away there, and then over time as they work on that sculpture, it creates something beautiful. And marriage is the same way. Over time, we get chiseled. We are getting chiseled day in and day out through feedback from our partner on how we can improve, on how we can become better partners. And that constant chiseling through the years makes us into better versions of who we are, better versions of ourselves. So in that way, marriage is gonna make you better if you allow it. That's only gonna happen if you're teachable, if you're looking for the kernel of truth in your partner's feedback, and you're humble. You have to have a receptive, open heart to allow your relationship to make you into a better person, but it will. So I challenge you this week, ask your partner, how can you improve? What are your blind spots? What are your biggest growth areas as a spouse? Ask your partner those questions this week. It's a game changer. And then when they give you that feedback, do something about it. Make some commitments. Make some changes. Because that's how you're going to leverage your partner as your biggest personal asset. And that's exactly what they are. And if you do that, that's how marriage is going to make you better. And that's the third relationship goal. So those are three relationship goals to consider. Number one is for companionship. Number two is to have your needs met. And number three, it's to make you better. Thank you for listening to the Dr. Wyatt show podcast. If you enjoyed the episode today, click the five stars and leave a review for more resources, go to my website, drwyattfisher.com. And remember your marriage is alive. So if you care for it and you Nurture it, it will grow. But if you deprive it and neglect it, it will wilt and die. The choice is up to you. Take care.